find you excited you have just tuned into the praise domain with sarah praise always living a praise song for jesus christ hey this is kb and i just want to let you know that he will present you thoughtless this is kb Hey y'all, this is the Praise Domain with Sarah Praise, always living a praise song for Jesus Christ. So this episode, episode 11, is going to be about He Will Present You Faultless. That's right. Our Father in Heaven will present you faultless. We're going to start off by coming from Jude 21 and 24, and it states... Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal death. And of some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless, before the presence of his glory with the exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Now, for many of you, you have heard this prayer so many times. But we're going to dig into this just a little bit. And as we talk about, he will present you faultless. This is an important topic when you're talking about striving to be the greatest individual you can be. When you talk about trying to improve and be a better you, being able to be presented faultless is one is a great honor. It is a great opportunity and something that none of us uh, should try to move away from. This scripture is talking about how our Savior, our Redeemer, Jesus the Christ, the one that came to redeem us from all of our filthiness and sin, he came to present us faultless. He came to present you from falling. He wanted to make sure and he wanted to ensure that you were able to stand the test of time. So he enabled for you to have a stance. He enabled for you to have a presentation that is faultless. And last week, last episode, we talked about um, a good man, a good man, a good treasure of the heart, and a good thing. And we talked about the differences from a good man and the differences of of an evil man. Um, And so the scriptures that we kind of tapped into kind of dove into a little bit those differences. Well, we're going to kind of really, really focus in on that faultless piece um, tonight and when you talk about a good man, you talk about you're talking about a man that is able to admit that he is falling. A good man isn't going to 
kind of put like shade over the fact that he's fallen a good man is going to be able is able to admit when he is falling that is the difference between a good man and an evil man an evil man hey even though he's know he's falling even though everyone else knows he's falling he's not going to say a thing about it and but a good man is able to present the fact that I'm falling, but in that presentation, he's saying, I'm striving to be better. I need help. God wants for us to be good men and women. He wants for us to be at the point when we are falling, that we're willing to say, I need help. He doesn't want for any of us to fall. Um, I'm sure when Adam and Eve fell, the countenance, we probably can't even explain the countenance that God had because his first man and his first woman sinned. They made a crucial decision and said, hey, what you're offering isn't good enough. But a good man understands the point of redemption. A good man understands the opportunity that Jesus provided um, on Calvary's cross. A good man understands that redemption is needed in his life and is striving to live all types of gratefulness and obedience. We're not perfect and God knows that we're not. Let's talk about faultless the word faultless the the word faultless is a descriptive word it describes something to be faultless is to be free from defects and not just defect but to also to be free from error to be defected means that there is something wrong with you it is something wrong something ain't right but we came into this world with that description just We just wasn't right. We were full of sin and our hearts were ingrained in iniquity. Yes, we just wasn't right. We was defective. Yes. And God, he wanted to be able to present us in a way from the time that Adam sinned. He wanted to be able to present us in a way that we didn't have to be born faultless. So time took its time to enable for Jesus, the Christ, the Redeemer, to come and die on Calvary's cross so that we could become free of being defective. Yes, he, through his son, Jesus Christ, enabled for us to change our makeup and that makeup, that change of makeup, is the most significant thing that differs from a good man to an evil man. God stated that he wanted to present us faultless. And yet, how is it that we came into this world defected if God wants to present us faultless? Well, this is how, because sin in itself is ugly. It is everything against God. It's something that he doesn't want to be associated with. So if he wants to present us faultless and we're ugly and he doesn't want to be associated with us because we're sin, we're full of sin, then how can we be made faultless? Well, we're made faultless because of Jesus Christ and because he 
because of his selflessness, we are able to have a cushion. He served as the cushion. He was the middle ground. Jesus Christ is the middle ground that enables for us to be sift until the fault no longer exists. Yes, we have to be cured from the illness of sin. That is all throughout our bodies, our minds, and our souls. Yes, we have to be free. We have to become cured from that. And the only way that is able to occur is if the cushion that has been provided is accepted. We have to accept the cushion that Jesus Christ required when he died on Calvary's cross. So let's talk about the cushion. What is a cushion? A cushion is something that makes something very hard two surfaces that are very hard have some leeway all right um i am a customer service rep i am behind the phones most of the day and therefore because of that i sit for a very long time throughout the day most of the day i am sitting and a lot of times i have to get pillows to cushion my my posture as I sit down so that um, I can stay comfortable, okay? So I have to get my cushions. I have to get my pillows so I can kind of prompt myself up so I won't, I won't begin to feel the hardness of sitting for so long. That's one example of cushion. So the other cushion is I have, I had to have my knees, um, I had to have one of my knees Um, repaired back when I was in the early stages of my college years due to a sports injury and due to of course uh, just me just you know thinking that I was superwoman and just keep going on without getting it fixed um, I wind up when they finally then the doctors finally looked at my knee they realized that I no longer had the the natural cushion that is needed um, to keep my bones from grinding you know um, against each other um it's called the meniscus and so the meniscus had been grounded um completely away and so I was literally walking with um even with my heels on knee bone to bone for my knees and um so they had to repair it and by the way so that my bones don't have to you know they don't have to be grinding each other as I walk or ran because I was a runner, um, it, you know, they, they kind of helped the process. Um, but that cushion is what kept me from feeling the actual, uh, coarseness of those two bones. When the two bones came together, they didn't want to agree. Glory be unto God. But the cushion, hallelujah, is what kept, um, me from actually feeling the, the tension of the two bones. When we have shoes, We have these amazing shoes. I love shoes. And um, a lot of times when I was young, I didn't didn't really worry about it. But as I'm getting older, um, I can feel the differences of different. I can feel the shapes and everything of different shoes. And um, uh, I just want to say thank you to whoever it was that created shoe cushions because it definitely helps. And this is not just for uh, women because I do see men with um, hurting feet as well. But cushion operates within every part of our lives and even within our souls. 
and our soul issues. Jesus Christ is the cushion and we need a cushion. We need a cushion to keep us from ourselves. We need a cushion to to allow for us to reach glory if that's so our desire. We need a cushion so that we may be able to understand the issues of this life, the trials of this life, to be able to compose ourselves. We need cushion. And Jesus Christ serves as that, as that cushion. Colossians uh, chapter 1 verses 22 is a definite great scripture as it, as it relates to being faultless and needing a cushion. Colossians 1 and 22 states, But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death, to present you wholly unblemished and blameless in his presence. But I, you know what? I have to read the verse before that because verse 21 states, and this is from verse 21 states, only you were alienated from God and were host- and, and was hostile in your minds because of your evil deeds. Once you were alienated from God and hostile in your minds because of your evil deeds. But now, 22, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy, unblemished, and blameless in his presence. This scripture is for those individuals that feel like you're not good enough. That feel like you can't go on. Guess what? There was a point in your lives, and that may still be that point, where you alienated yourself from God. Why? Because you were hostile in your mind. You wasn't willing to accept what is true and real because of your evil deeds. That's what an evil man does. But when you come to the point in your life when you realize that the only thing that got you through is the cushion, which is Jesus Christ. You realize that you've been reconciled due to his death so that he'll be able to present you as someone that is holy. He wanted to be able to present you unblemished, without spots, And he wanted you to be presented blameless in his presence. They can say whatever they want to say, but he know who you, who you are. Yes. Then we got Philippians 2 and 15. And I love it. It says, and I'm going to read it from, I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. So that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked, perverse people. So that no one can criticize you, guess what you got to do? A good man realizes this. He has to live clean. He has to live innocent like that of a child. Shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. A good man is able to be presented faultless because he or she is not willing to take credit for their purity and for their excellence. They're not willing to take credit for it because they realize 
that they have been reconciled by Christ's physical body. They realize it is only by the body of the flesh of Jesus Christ through his death that they are able to shine as lights in the world. How can you become blameless? How can you come to the point in your life where God will present you faultless if you've been born into born into sin? Because there comes a point in your life when you realize that you're not doing this by yourself. And although you carrying it all by yourself, there is someone else that cannot be seen that is bearing the load for you. One of my previous episodes, I just said, sometimes you just got to say, thank you, Jesus. Sometimes you just got to lay down your pride and say, thank you. Because if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for what you've done, if it wasn't because you felt as though that I had a right to have a chance at life, if it wasn't for your love, I think that's a song, (laughs) and if it wasn't for your grace, yes, I don't know where I would be. I don't know. A good man realizes that. A good man is willing to say, I'm not doing this on my own. It is not by my own doing. It's even though you see my hands working, it's not really my hands. Even though you see that I'm bringing out the information out of my mouth, it's really not my knowledge that can take any credit. It's not really my feet that's enabling me to travel this place and that place. And I have to say that because a lot of uh, different ones that know me, they know that I travel um, a lot. (laughs) Um, I travel a lot and I use any means of transportation to get to where I need to go. And And a lot of times, you know, I have to just say thank you because I know it's not me. I know it's not me. I know it's because of the Jesus in me. I know it's because of his power that I'm able to move (laughs) so much. I know it's only because of him. I can't take any credit. Hallelujah. I can't take any credit for being able to go this place and that place on so many different levels, I'm not able to take the credit. A good man is able to admit that he ain't nothing and it's only because the grace of God that he is able to do what he do. An evil man is going to take all the credit. An evil man is going to say, well, but you know, didn't you see So for those individuals where you feel like you're not good enough, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay that you don't feel like you're good enough. It's okay that you don't have what you need to have. It's okay that uh, uh, everything is looking kind of slim. Guess what? Because God, he loves being able to take just the littlest particle to make a whole lane of sand. That's what he did with Abraham. That's exactly what he did with Abraham. He took one individual and because of his faithfulness to him, 
He said, because you're faithful to me. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to multiply your seed. And your legacy is going to look like the grains of sand on the beach. That's what God will do. He will do that for you even in your little. A good man realizes that he don't need much. But if he has God, he has everything. If he has God, he has everything. What do you need to do to have Jesus? What do you need to do in order to have the cushion? You need to accept that Jesus is the one that's handling your business. Even when things aren't looking right. A lot of times we will take the bad things in our life and we'll blame God for it. And we'll totally forget what we did to kind of create issues in our lives. And even in the sense where we, when we think about our loved ones, when we think about our loved ones and how they're not here with us right now, we just don't know what other stuff, what other stuff was they were, they were saved from. I, you know, I, I share all the time how, you know, I was a baby. I was a baby and the enemy was trying to take me out. I was a teenager and he was still trying to take me out. It's only because of the grace of God and the prayers of my praying family members, yes, Jesus, that I'm still here today. We have to, we have to put our trust in the almighty God and know that he has our back when it comes to being blameless just know that people can cast all the blame on you but let me tell you something let me tell you what we do we'll cast the blame on ourselves we'll create situations within ourselves where we are our largest critic but when you can come to a point in your life where you can stop blaming yourself you can stop looking at the blame of others And you can focus in your mind and your heart so that it's unified. Then you're going to be released from a whole lot of stuff. And then you'll be able to see just how much you need that cushion. People can come at you with all the faults in the world. Guess what? They can can declare you got so much going on. Guess what? It's not even going to matter. Because you're going to know that God He's presenting you faultless. He's making sure that you don't fall. What an amazing God. I know. I know. I know. Something. Something about. Blame. I know this. Because I've lived it. When you come to the point. In your mind. In your heart. It's unified. willing to surrender. There is the saying that love blinds you. 
But I guess I would have to say that Jesus definitely presented that on the cross. That he was so in love with the people. With the call to duty. Not just the act of being obedient. But he too also had to bear a love of the people that his God loved in order to follow suit. So, I think that you are able to make a decision. Do you want for the God of this world to present you faultless and blameless and free from defect so that you can stand as a good man with good treasure, producing good seed? I want to pray for you today. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for your word. You stated that you would present us faultless. I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you in advance, but I want to say thank you for the present and for the past. Because without the cushion, I would not be able to be who I am today. And so I say thank you. Lord, I thank you for finding me good enough to die for, for being in love with me enough to risk your own life, to stand in obedience with God. And therefore, that too is an example for me. I want to stand as a good man with good treasure, producing good seed, because it emulates what you did on Calvary's cross. There are those ones, Lord, that are striving to understand who they are and where they belong. Lord, you know each one and what they stand in the need of. So God, I'm asking that you send those with the right word, those with the right seeds, that they may be able to plant. But God, the other thing I want to ask is that you prepare the soil, that the soil would be ready for the seed so that when it comes, that seed will go straight down into that ground. They will not linger or be swallowed up by the roots, but that it may begin to flourish and grow. Lord God, I am asking, Lord God, for financial blessing for those evangelists and missionaries all across the world, for protection and strength as they continue to preach the word of life, as they continue to risk their lives, their time, and their families to share your gospel. Lord, I ask that you touch the pastors and the leaders in the mighty way as well. Each Sunday, each week, as they present your word, Lord God, that they risk so many other elements, that you would continue to strengthen them. I ask even that you touch the hearer, the one that listens to that word, receives that manna, that they will accept it. They will chew on what is needed so they may gain strength and that they may grow that their decisions will be good and they will strive, that they will strive to accept that cushion and move forward in you, that they too will produce good harvest, pour out good seed. For those that are trying to find their way, Lord, I'm asking for protection. Stretch out your mighty hand, that they will be able to see you and feel you. And though they may have questions, the answers will just be a page away. Lord, put an earnest in the steps of your people to do what you would call them to do, to be all that you would have them to be. Lord, we want to accept the presentation 
of being found faultless, free from defect and error. We know it's possible because with you, all things are possible. And we don't stand alone on this road because we're never alone. We ask all these things in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, this is KB. And I just want to let you know that he will present you faultless. This is KB.